Hey guys, welcome to episode 4 on the Sunday Morning Brew with Sahas. Today, I want to address a question that has no one answer. It's a question that every child and every woman, every leader and every emperor across the world tries to reflect on. However, the irony is this question carries depth. It carries emotion and pain. But it's a question whose answer can change worldwide disputes and help create global peace for the better. Is war a choice? Let's try answering it in this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a time of a deadly war, a war that's intensifying by the hour and there seems to be growing reasons for us to experience war on a much larger scale and a global scale sooner than later. Now, the last world war sort of set the world order for the industrial revolution. It made America the most dynamic country politically, militarily, economically and socially. Now, you notice a pattern here if you understand what I've just said. The pattern is that over the past couple of centuries, every end of every global level world war uh established a very clear world order and it established a very clear global dominant power. Now, last time after World War II, it was the United States that took that spot. But the fascinating thing is that every new war creates a new world order and thus it creates a new global dominant power the formation of this new world order though comes with a great cost the cost is war a new world order can be established can only be established let me correct it can only be established through war and sadly what's happening in ukraine and russia seems to be edging less towards you know a temporary geopolitical conflict and maybe more towards a world war setting and it's more evident than ever i mean you know the american airships hovering in ukraine russians moving farther and faster into their neighbor and this aggressive move by the united states and other nato nations to ban russian oil dependence and to sanction the russian economy i mean if there's one thing i've learned from my educational experience so far uh, these 16 years is that when the dots add up you have a clear path as to where uh, the status quo is going to um so the dots eventually add up and this intensity of the russian ukrainian conflict it's become much worse since the last time i spoke to you guys about it so i waited i waited just like so many others to see if diplomatic negotiations and talks would do the job to guarantee stability for both nations uh but eventually i realized that you know it's an empty hope it's the it's past the stage to hope for anything really we're now in a stage to prepare for something big and i say this after meticulous analysis the world ladies and gentlemen seems to think that russia has no other option but to back out the other day i was watching cnn don't ask me why but while i was watching it i i saw a lot of journalists saying you know russia is going to pull out given the heavy sanctioning and the international pressure on their economy but let me tell you something russia doesn't care it simply doesn't and for good reasons Russia's economy unlike the other economies is independent of its trade condition. Now according to the World Bank I have some statistics here Russia exports more than it imports and it has a trade surplus of about 42,795 million dollars just in 2020 that's just one year and they have an accumulated uh, you know an an accumulated trade surplus of I think a few billion dollars. Now that's just a fraction of Russia's overall trade revenue every year. So here's the baseline folks the baseline is the russian currency drop 
won't hurt Russia as much as the world thinks it does and as much as the world thinks it should but it does hurt someone very deeply and we know who that someone is vladimir putin it's necessary to understand that in the time we are in right now putin is a real patriot besides his bad boy image the troublemaker image on the global stage he is someone who's given enough time in public service first as a kgb agent and currently as the president of that great nation now having such respect for russia and his nation personally he won't tolerate this growing hate and mockery of their federation in the international community and i say this with very strong understanding of where that man comes from and what is seen in life uh the fact is that he doesn't really care about the economic dents the smaller economic dents to their nation but what he cares about is russia's image on the global stage and he's willing to do anything anything to make sure that russia's image stays strong so if you ask me more than hurting russia these heavy sanctions and bans will indirectly affect the overall world order and not russia uh, not russia directly but let's face it guys let's face it when i see the videos of men women children getting hurt in ukraine it bothers me it's human to feel bothered by the effects of war it's completely natural and the people of russia including putin are human too and mind you i'm not playing the 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 devil's advocate here all i'm trying to say is the russians are making decisions based not solely on practicality but on emotions too they're making these decisions based on emotions as well and no wonder no wonder they have arranged a great deal of time resources and energy into evacuating civilians and foreigners they've given them enough time they've given a lot of time about 2 weeks if you ask me prior to their military operation in ukraine asking the regular citizens and innocent lives to vacate and to leave space for them to come in now in the macro scale that we are talking about that is what is considered consideration at a minimum now taking all of these things into account and taking all of these tactics into account is war still a choice is it an engineered choice uh, an episode of dominance and control to prove something to somebody my answer is it's never it's never a choice because it doesn't benefit any entity especially in the era we live in there's no win lose there's just lose lose on both ends this time but in the time of hitler and stalin if you were to ask me the same question whether war is a choice then maybe war was a choice in the time of hitler and stalin war was an option that was planned and engineered to derive a set of political and radical outcomes but uh, you know in his in hitler's case global control was his end goal and you know waging war and violence was a sort of pathway to reach that end goal in fact i wouldn't hesitate very much to say that america has a similar goal of global dominance and control that they very smoothly disguise by by calling themselves the leader of the free world and world peace so i must say it's it's very funny to me when i hear people uh and news agencies compare putin to hitler and the other unpopular revolutionaries uh and i notice that putin and hitler and all of these other revolutionaries they have completely different goals putin didn't try to control iran libya syria or even afghanistan recently like the usa did and uh 
and sadly failed from far off the border. He's simply trying to seize control of its long, asked, uh, long lost left arm, which is the Ukraine. Now compare USA and Russia under this lens and you'll get the answer to who makes the real choice of conflict. But the world has changed, boys and girls. It, it has changed completely since the days of Hitler and Saddam Hussein. The tolerance of an economy to retain its strength during war has fallen deeper, uh, has fallen to deeper levels thanks to you know the growing uncertainty even under normal and regular conditions. In fact, war is the last thing that any economy can bear <laughs> right after this fresh step out from this global pandemic that we've just gone through. The Russian-Ukrainian face-off isn't really a war that was planned and executed by the Russians. You can consider it a war if peace talks, if negotiations, discussions, roundtable meetings, strategic proposals and diplomatic niceties were avoided. I would have clearly stated that it was a war waged by the Russians. But Russians have dealt with them, have tried dealing with them ever since 2008, frankly speaking, 2008, but officially it was since 2014 when Russians have tried dealing with the Ukrainians to sort out uh, an agreement, a diplomatic agreement. And, I'm, and as I mentioned in my last episode, the, the wrongful intervention of United States into every regional and border level conflict will go well until someone like Putin is at the receiving end. Uh, normally, this would have led to a backout by the Russians. If it were uh, a non-Putin-led Russia, by now Russians would have uh, you know, pulled back and American troops would have entered Ukraine and stabilized uh, the conditions. Uh, under quotes, what they call stabilize. American troops would have come in and uh, they would have taken control. They would have taken full control of the Ukrainian government. But this isn't normal Russia and this isn't a normal time. Barack Obama, in fact, while he was in office, confessed, he confessed live on TV that he might have underestimated the potential of Vladimir Putin while he was president. And maybe they still do. Maybe the American government still does. Even at a time like this, war isn't a choice. It is a necessity, not initiated by one, but two parties, initiated by this natural force to gain survival, a natural force to who breaks first. And what's more important than survival, if you ask me, if I were a nation and you were another nation, what's more important for each of us than our survival as a nation? To quote Vladimir Putin, just a few weeks back, he said, the world doesn't have the right to exist if Russia doesn't. These are the words of the man on the other side of the fence while the entire world tries to corner him. Do you think he's scared and does it sound like he's scared? War is not a choice, it's the answer to the question of survival. It's an answer that's bitter, but needs to be delivered to regain position, to regain power, and to regain control that has been lost. And I wonder if there's a field of study called uh, war diplomacy. I mean, if there, if there is something that exists like that, I'd, I'd certainly go for it. And I'm sure that if you've heard it so far in this podcast, you must be willing to do that too. War diplomacy. How amazing. This is it for this Sunday, folks. If you like this podcast, do share it with your friends and family because sharing this podcast means you're sharing substance. Catch you next Sunday on the Sunday Morning Brew with Sahas on episode number five. Until then, take care, bye-bye, and happy Sunday.